The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. I play Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian. My name is Sam. I play Fjordan Frankentrees, and I am a Hill Dwarf Druid. My name is Jerry. I play Peter McMoist, a Drow Bard. Last week on the Very Good Adventuring Team. We began at city guard practice at the stadium. We decided that the whale wolves would be part of our world and then, of course, had them attack the city guard practice. Silvio Holleran calmed the whale wolves and led them back to the water. We learned that whale wolves produce milk and that obtaining that milk was a sign of a true warrior. Peter and Jeff went fishing and we learned of the legend of King Carmen, the wombfish who eats dogs. Fjorten went out and gathered leaves and whatnot for his bed. The gang eventually decided to go out looking for the stolen handbag from Eliza Smith. Sylvie had told Fjorten about it. They went to visit Eliza, who told them that she was having tea at a place called Tattle when she lost it. The gang goes to Tattle and meets Emma, the tiefling owner. Emma suggests that Eliza was pickpocketed and points them towards the fox children. They weren't having much luck until Huey Davenport came along. Do we have any other ideas on how to find a purse? Well, we could talk to Lem. I mean, we seem on the right track here, though. So are we all kind of acquaintances with each other's acquaintances? Is this the, the first time I've heard of Lem? Or... I don't know. I'll let you decide. Because I feel like there's maybe some people we haven't known about. So if you spoke with Lem, I'd say, oh, I'd ask more about Lem. Like, what is Lem? Who's Lem? Lem is a friend of mine. We kind of came up together. He wants me to join his enterprise, but I'd rather not. Hmm. You're not comfortable boldly going where no man has gone before? Correct. It's respectable. Well, that sounds like the man we need to talk to. Namely into stolen goods. Oh, it still sounds like the man we need to talk to. Let's go talk to him. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Well, I'm going to have you roll me, uh, roll me a d20 there, Jeff. Let's just see if you can... Thirteen. Oh man, it's just shy of. I was hoping for a fourteen. You, uh, you kind of hunt around in your usual haunts and whatnot, and you don't find Lem. Hmm. All right. Well, no Lem. He must Not be up bit. doing Lem things. <laughs> just lemming it up. Yep. Lemming around. Lemmy wings. 
All right. What else would you What else would you like to do? Any other things you want to pursue? Avenues you'd like to walk down? This does uh, T place have a lost and found or anything like that? You could certainly go back and ask. I'll go back. Okay. Sounds like the right choice. Why do you want to go back by no yourself? Reason. I'll hang around the sneaky brisket just in case he comes quickly. Okay. Okay. You're hanging around the sneaky brisket. Your compatriots. Are you? Are you going to go to Tattle? Um, yeah, I'll go to Tattle. Okay. Despite probably Jeff's uh, objection. You're going you're gonna to wingman it up despite the fact that he's like, I don't need a wingman. Oh, you're going to get me angry. Let's see what happens. <laughs> you uh, scoot your way on back to Tattle. It's getting to be, what are we thinking now? It's maybe like eight o'clock. Not a ton of tea going around at eight o'clock. It's, uh, you know, it's the establishment's kind of wound down. You enter and uh, Emma looks across the beautiful bamboo floors. Uh, this place is just fucking pristine, man. It's it's really something. She's she's been cleaning up. She's mopping and uh, you know wiping things off behind the counter. And she uh, she does that that classic you know like arms spread across the bar with a rag in one hand bartender thing and just says, "Ah, oh, you boys again. Yeah, Did sorry you find to, your little bag? Sorry to bug you again, uh, Emma. You don't have a lost and found here, do you? She kind of like cocks her head at you in that like." the fuck kind of gesture and she does the forehead slap and goes why didn't I think of that and she reaches underneath the counter and she pulls out a little wooden box and in this wooden box is like a miscellaneous assortment of trinkets and nothings but the bag is not there alright well thank you (laughs) (laughs) Are there any other patrons here now? Uh, I feel like no. I feel like the, the place is empty this time of night. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, with the place being empty, she says, can I offer you boys some tea? Yeah, sure. You guys go sidle up to uh, the bar because, you know, there's a nice bar area beyond just the, the tables. And uh, she kind of like, she looks Jeff up and down first and uh, she goes behind the bar and there's like, there's like a hundred jars behind this bar and they're all clear, pristine, perfect glass jars with little silver lids on them. And she takes a pinch of this and a dab of that. And she's just about to put it into a cup but she looks at you again. She grabs a pinch out of one more jar that's way down at the end of the bar. And she sets, sets that to steeping for you. And then she comes back to Peter and she stares at Peter for a good long time. And she grabs one jar and just grabs like a little pinch out of that and puts it in some water and lets it sit. She's like, give that about two minutes, each of you. And she leans forward, puts her elbows on the bar and kind of looks back and forth between the two of you and says, so, heard any good gossip lately? I heard that the frogs are listening to us. She says, oh, the frogs, that old rag. Wait, you don't think they're listening to us? I think the frogs hear a lot more than people think they do. Real question is, who are they telling it back to? <gasps> I know, right? I never thought of that. Uh-huh. Who do you think they're talking to? Well, there could be any number of people, but if I had to hazard a guess, I would say it's Cicero Gwyn. Who is Cicero Gwyn? 
Oh, you don't know who Cicero Gwynn is? He's the talk of the town, young man. Hold on, let me check. Nope, there's no Cicero Gwynn in my NPC list. <laughs> <laughs> you say casually. <laughs> As normal people speak. The good talk or the bad talk? This is well... Cicero Gwynn is Lord Hoff's spymaster, although, of course, he would never go by that name. He's just an advisor. Interesting. Is this guy uh, magic? No. Well, some say that he is. He's never shown it in public, though. Hmm. Although, I'm getting a little too juicy in my gossip without any real secrets back from you. This is kind of a quid pro quo thing, sweetie. Oh. Hmm. What do we Somebody have is killing gods. She says, Now that is interesting, and I happen to know that there are three of them who are now, well, no longer among the whatever they were before. We saw one get killed. <laughs> we were there. Uh, she definitely leans way forward and she says, Really? Which one? Uh, Boomer. The first one? Yeah. You were there for the first one? Yeah. Fucking chest smashed in with a hammer. A hammer? Tell me more. And she like, she reaches over and like pushes both of your teacups towards you simultaneously and pulls out the, uh, the, uh, little, what the fuck do you call those things? The little, it's a little circle that splits in half. The co- Circle that splits in half. Oh, oh, that's the weirdest oh, yeah. way I could describe the, that. But the, the tea bag, the loose supple- tea. Yeah, it's a co- yeah. it's a cozy. No, I think you're talking about what you put the tea in. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that you like hold and the loose tea stays in it. A loose yeah. tea steeper. Oh, yeah, steeper. Fucking, yeah, it's a steeper. That's steeper. Probably. Let's hope so for my sake. Anyway, so she pulls. She like she slides both cups forward and pulls the steepers out and sets them on the uh, the coaster. And she says, "Tell me more." It was way fucking scary. <laughs> she she like looks at the size of you and says, "I bet." <laughs> My life was in danger. I'm in danger. <laughs> uh, I mean, what do you want to know? Every single detail. Well, I can't remember that far back. Yeah, there's not a lot to tell. If this guy showed up, big fucking hammer. Boom was there. Smashes in Boom's fucking chest. And next thing we know, like it's later. (laughs) (laughs) She says, so you were there in Plumsville the day that it happened. And the two of you survived that? I hear that place is a wasteland now. That was the day the Boomer died. Mm -hmm. Actually, there's three of us. Three of us. The day the Boomer died. I was trying to think of a good second line for that. (laughs) I can't remember. Are we the only three survivors? You are. Yeah. She says, "Who else was there?" Hammer, and now it's time for goodbye. Uh, That was pretty good. (laughs) Our friend uh, Fjorten was there as well. She says, "Fjorten, Fjorten. He's he was the nature, nature something or other boy, right?" Yeah, he was the granola guy that was with us before. He's a nature boy, Ric Flair. Know what his name sounds like? (laughs) And then I fart loudly. (laughs) She gives a little chuckle at that. She says, I'd appreciate it if you didn't do that when our customers are in here. (laughs) But right now it's all right. It's making my tea taste funny. (laughs) (laughs) A large part of taste is uh, smell, unfortunately, for for all of us. Uh, Which reminds me, this tea is very good. Thank you. 
Yeah, by the way, this tea is like the best fucking tea you've ever had. Like mind blowing? Mind blowing. Like it is to your taste exactly. Huh. Mm. Like, like Is she like a tea sommelier? Beyond. Whoa. How did you come to be so good at tea? She says, well, you pick up a lot of things when you've been around as much as I have. You know, Emma, we're kind of thinking maybe you're kind of, you know, hoity-toity, but uh, you're all right. She says, well, you two don't seem too bad either. She says, unfortunately, I need to close up. I have some other things to attend to, but you boys seem like you lead interesting lives. If anything else comes up, or you're looking for any other bags or whatever it is you do with your time, you come on back and ask me. Whenever we need the tea. Thanks, Emma. And uh, she she sort of like waves you away and like no charge for the tea and have yourselves a good night. Thank you, Emma. A nice low bow as you close the door. And she's like, she's like right behind you and she locks the door behind you as you're on your way out. And Tattle is closed for the evening. That was interesting, Pete. Yes, it was. Uh, what do you think about her? Do you think uh, she's still hiding something? Oh, I think she's hiding any number of things. Oh, yeah. I think she's a very useful person, though. Mm. Is a tiefling a person? Yeah, I think yeah. so. She's got a... Yeah, sure. Seems like she's got a lot of secrets. Maybe that'll come in handy. Maybe not. I'm Looks sure. like we're going to have to trade secrets in the future, though. That's fair enough. Meanwhile, as you guys are having this little discussion on your way back, Fjorten is hanging out at the bar at the Sneaky Brisket. And, uh, you know, it's probably it's probably just Bonnie. Bonnie's working the bar tonight. Duga's, like, in the back doing something. You can't tell what he's doing, but he's fucking around in the kitchen. It's late. Stu's long since gone home. The Sneaky Brisket is, as per usual, pretty empty. And, uh probably maybe a half hour or so after after the other boys take off uh, a familiar figure comes in and it's it's Huey Hugh Huey fuck I forgot his name already I have a hundred fucking notes open on my screen does he have the news Huey Lewis comes in with the news yes Huey comes and uh, sits down at the at the bar a couple of stools away from you and orders a beverage and uh, kind of like casually looks over at you and and he gives you like a slight cool guy head nod, but then goes, shh, 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 shh. I pull it off cool. I just look at him and I just grab my beverage that I have in front of me and do a slow, sl- uh, slow sip. He sees you doing a slow sip and uh, he knocks on the bar once. And then he knocks after a little bit, he knocks twice. And Bonnie comes over and she's like, yeah, did you need another drink? He goes, nope, 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 that's what, it's all fine, fine. It's all fine here. And then uh, he he sort of like, <clears throat> gives like a way super exaggerated cough. And then he walks to the other side of the bar room and, and sits down at a booth. I'll follow. You get to the other side of the room and uh, you're just about to sit in the booth across from him and he goes, no, 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 just behind me, behind me, behind me. I'll just be really kind of looking around in this and then just sit behind him. And it's really like, it is a off 100% empty bar and Bonnie Ooh. is just sitting at the bar, like cleaning a glass, just staring at the two of you. 
Just look at Bonnie, just give her the shrug, and I sit behind him. And she shrugs back and just goes about her business. So facing away from you, you're back to Huey Davenport, and his back to you. Uh, he goes, may have uh, got a little lead on your bag? May have, uh, may have an opportunity for a little transaction, if you know what I mean? And I... I can talk to him, just kind of, just kind of whisper. Um, I'll say, and I may have a gold piece. It's a gold piece for a bag, if I remember right. What? Well, feel like our transaction might be worth a little more than that. And turns out, turns out the bag might be worth two gold pieces. Well, let's work with the original deal and see where we get from there. We don't have a bag yet. So I, I can make, I can make a bag. I can make a bag be in your hands. I can put a bag in your hands. I can put my bag, a, ba- a bag. I can put a bag in your hands. I can put it in your hands tonight. Further, maybe if there's two gold. You know what? I would just because I'm, I'm sick of playing games. I think knowing where we're at, two gold right now. I think I can. I'll slip. I'll slip a gold piece and accidentally act like I'm dropping it for his sake. Tink falls on the ground. Uh, he sees the uh, gold piece. Like you know, he like very obviously but trying to be sneaky like reaches his foot out and like slides it under and then he reaches down under the table but like clunks his chin on the bar you know or on the on the tabletop he goes oh look a gold piece oh my lucky day oh. <laughs> and then he kind of goes back to whispering he's like oh, i get it i get it half now half later i get it i get it hang on hang on right right where you are he gets up and he walks back out of the bar leaves his drink on the table and it's like 14 seconds later like it's a real brief interval and he comes back in the door and he beelines for the bathroom and like you hear some noises in there for a little bit and like whatever's going on and then you hear like just washing my hands washing washing my hands like somebody who's just going to the bathroom like somebody who did go to the bathroom at this point i'm just gonna look and just frustrated and get up and just walk into the bathroom bonnie's laughing behind the bar at this point uh, you get up to the bathroom and uh, the door is unlocked. So you open the door and Huey's in there and he's like, oh my oh, goodness, it's occupied, occupied. Oh, it's you. It's me. And uh, he like shuffles sideways through the doorway past you and he goes, I would not look in the garbage can. It is, there's a, a lot, it's a very dirty garbage can. I look in the garbage can. Yeah, the fucking bag is the there. The first thing. First thing. the bag's there. The bag. The bag that you're mm. looking for is in the garbage can. Well, I'm just going to first wash my damn hands because who knows what's in this garbage can right, right now. Yeah, it's gross. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll just slip this guy one. Just uh, no harm, no foul in this one. I'll throw him a gold piece out of my pocket underneath there. Grab the bag and walk out of the bathroom. So he's, well, he's squirreled his way past you. So by the time you get back out of the bathroom, he's sitting at his table again, nursing his beer. So you're just going to walk past and throw another coin on the floor? Yeah. Uh, so you toss the coin on the floor and he goes, oh, look, oh, it's my lucky day. Huey's lucky. I mean, not Huey Stewart's lucky. No, not Stewart. It's Jim's lucky day. Jim, ha ha. And he reaches down and he picks it up and he's like, well, look at the time. And he looks at his wrist where there's no watch. And, and I, I think at this point, I'm just going to look at Bonnie and... I can tell I'm just kind of more businessy. Can't hear it. I'm just going to ask him, where'd you find it? Just go up to his face. Are you going to try and like, because he's starting to get up to leave the bar. You're going to stop him from leaving the bar? I would say, more persuade him. Maybe to stay for a sec. Why don't you give me a persuasion roll? Ah, much better. 19. 19. 
you uh, you shimmy over after having given him the second piece of gold and he's trying to get his way back out of the bar and he uh, he says oh all right come on come on sit down and he takes you back to the booth and he actually like kind of gestures across the table to the seat actually opposite him this time and he says well I can't I can't really tell you specifically who had the bag but we you know and he leans over and he gets real conspiratorial and he's like, I'm a member of the Fox Children. You may have heard of our little organization. We're a tight-knit group of people and very I important. A fake cat. <gasps> oh, really? Oh. And he like he's like, yeah, yeah, that those Fox Children. So I asked around a little bit, found somebody that had taken this bag and they had, uh, they were going to get rid of it. And I managed to, uh, get this bag from them and uh got it got it located it for you to bring it back to your person uh, so i feel like that's a good arrangement between us and arrangement that should be secret but i'm i feel like i feel like you're a person of uh importance and interest and whatnot and maybe we could be some friends for uh if you need things like this in the future i know i can't hear him but i don't like the way that huey says says fox children is there something something wrong with it? it? Sounds like you're saying something else. Something else. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'd actually, I'd say, well, that's mighty. I'd actually tell him that's mighty astute of you that you uh, see me in this regard. Always wanted to try to seem important. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's that's mighty wise. Um, you seem a little old to be a uh, fox children. Well, we're all children of Father Fox and the Fox children. Father Fox, huh? Dope, dope, yep, didn't hear that from me though. Oh, just no, not talking about anything. Yep, at this point I probably even wouldn't even push my luck on it. I'd say, all right, well, uh, I appreciate it very much. It looks like we've done our done our business here. I appreciate it. Excellent. Excellent, thank you for the, for the little job. And I think we all came out ahead. I feel like this was a good arrangement for everyone. I feel like this was good and have a good night. Uh, so he steps up, he makes his way towards the door, and, uh, like as he steps out, it's maybe within two, three minutes or so, you get up, you walk back to the bar, you... Bonnie is like, what the hell was with that guy? You guys make some idle small talk, you know, dodge around the subject, perhaps, and, and then your compatriots, uh, Jeff and Peter, make their way back into the bar. Oh, I'd, I'd probably have the purse right there on the bar. Just sitting just, on the bar? Yeah, it's kind of just waiting for me. It's an empty crowd. and Bold as fucking brass. Yeah, I mean, it's a, nobody else here, you stated, right? Yeah, nobody else is here. Yeah, I already told Bonnie kind of what's going on, and so I'm not really worried that people think we stole it or anything. Bonnie gave you maybe like a raised eyebrow at the story, but, well, Bonnie is, uh, Bonnie's old for her age, so, you know, that's that. she doesn't ask any other questions. I just kind of look at the guys, I'm like... Oh, man. How have you guys been? I've had a night. We had some tea. Fucking classic. You're doing all the work and you guys are drinking. I get all snotty and just walk to the bathroom again. Nice. Do you guys, uh, you going to catch, uh, catch Fjorten up with, uh, the evening's events? Or are you going to talk about it at all? Just say you had tea and that's it? I think we just had, well, a spectacular tea. Yeah, I, I figured we would exchange stories. Kind of, I would tell him about who about Father Fox. Like, there's this new new player in town that I haven't heard of. Mm. And Ooh. then... We learned a one, too. 
His name's Cicero Glenn? Gwyn. Gwyn. Ooh. Uh, and uh, he is rumored uh, to be what all the frogs are giving their information to. Cicero Gwyn. Mm. Hmm. He is a spy master for Lord Hoff. Lord Hoff, which you guys would know who Lord Hoff is. I think I've introduced him to you yeah. before, actually. He's like the amiable local town. Was He's not the mayor. He's like a spy master. He's the oh, local. Hoff. He's the local lord. Lord, lord Hoff is, yeah, I mean, mayor would be an equivalent. He's he's the, the dude in charge. And I apologize. What was he to Cicero Glenn? I uh, mean, what is Cicero Glenn to him? Spy master. Spy master, okay. In official capacity, he is known as an advisor. So we learned that. But we had trade secrets with this lady. We had to tell her all about how we saw Bumu get smashed in the chest. <laughs> she was really interested in it for some reason. Yeah. Seems uh, a little morbid. She, a little morbid. Seems like she likes danger and large. I mean, I can certainly tell you guys that if you're like, hey, I was there when a god was destroyed... Most anybody would be like, damn. So it's well, not well known that we are, we were there. I mean, I don't think you guys have been telling people, but you could tell me otherwise. I don't think so either. It's not really one of my high points I really want to live with. <laughs> it's like, yeah, remember that time my parents, you know. Um, Everybody died except us. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> not suspiciously at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is, this is more than like, I saw Led Zeppelin live. This is like, you saw God get destroyed. Like. Yeah, that is pretty interesting. We should maybe use that more often then. Throw that line down. I'm kind of curious who would be looking for us if we survived something like that. Probably the main character of this plot. Oh, Probably. You're right. yeah, yeah. People we want to meet at level two or three. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I'm only level two. Let's just keep it cool. <laughs> Simmer down with your plot lines here. Simmer down. We got a good two, three years left in this campaign if we're lucky. <laughs> Or maybe you've already met someone who's associated with the main plot. Oh, no. And maybe it's only kind of the main plot. Subplot of plots. Maybe I don't really know what the main plot is, because I don't know what you guys want to do yet. <laughs> well, anyway, so we, we go through the little catching each other up montage, and, you know, Bonnie's kind of half listening and cleaning up the bar and tidying things up for the night. and. And there you be. There you be. Do you want to you wanna get, get hammered in the bar? Do you want to go downstairs and go to bed? What do, you, what do you feel like doing? I don't know. How soon should we return this purse? Um, it's pretty late, so tomorrow. I see that purse. It's on the table. I would look in the purse. You look in the purse, and it is empty. Actually. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. It has a gun in inside of it. <laughs> a gun? Is this your plot point? What kind of gun? I don't know. No, oh, this is cool for some cool tech. We didn't use <clears throat> machines at all, really. There's no guns I mean, in this until one. the very last. Let's say <laughs> there is a recipe. There's a there's like a, a sex toy in it. <laughs> <laughs> Just, what's it look what kind like? Of sex yeah, what's the? It's you know, it looks like a plug. <laughs> what kind of plug? <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> a long, a long plug, and it's uh, 
uh, this is a bad idea. For a specific orifice? Or? Do you like to strike the record? Yeah, and it's got initials. It's got, this is somebody's plug. Oh. Oh. It, oh. It's a monogrammed plug. Mm-hmm. Okay. Custom, custom made. Actually, it's got a little bit of a motorized action to it as well. So. Right, is is there a wind-up on it? So, oh, it's like a toy soldier. <laughs> you, like, you drag it across the floor or something. First, like. <laughs> a clockwork dildo. <laughs> that sounds, I guess I'm thinking of a clockwork orange. Yes. I was going to say that sounds like a title of something, the clockwork dildo. A, and a, a fucking uh, <laughs> a steampunk murder mystery. The clockwork dildo. <laughs> a steampunk dildo. <laughs> See why Eliza wanted this back so bad. Went to the city guard. So uh, the plot point, by the way, you skipped your turn. We're going to switch it so that uh, Sam gets the, uh, Fjordan gets the next plot point in the next episode because it was his turn next. Oh, it seems fair. Because uh, you know what? I don't think I can make you take back a clockwork monogrammed butt plug dildo. Um, that's priceless. So that's what's in the bag. We always use the indefinite article, a dildo. We can never say your dildo. So what, what are the initials on the, uh, on the dildo? You, all right, there's three of you. You each pick a letter. K. P. F. K. P. F. Usually reserved for the finest of jewelry. It's a mystery dildo. Mm-hmm. Ooh, all the characters we're beating. All right. So you guys, uh, you have a bag. It is the bag. It's a small bag with a skeleton clasp on it. And uh, I feel like, Fjordan, you really didn't have a chance to, to check this out. So as you get there, Jeff picks up the bag and he's like, huh, something kind of heavy in here. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of give it a heft and then you unclasp it. and uh, you like shaking it all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> shaking like a cartoon like getting shorter and taller and like gears and springs are popping up <laughs> like a, a steampunk shake weight or something <laughs> oh Christ uh, okay so yeah that's what's in the bag <laughs> uh, what, how what would you like to do about that <laughs> I'd say, I'd say leave it be. Put it back inside the purse, I guess. Go wash your hands. You don't want to solve this mystery. <laughs> I look over, I see Jeff just kind of sniffing his hand. Aww. Aww. Too Too far. Look uh, Why was that the line? My bad. My bad. Found, found it, guys. Found, found it. There line. it is. Okay. Okay. We can't talk about a used butt plug. <laughs> That's just gross. <laughs> it's pr- wrong it's with brand you. new. Okay, ribbon and all. Oh man, I just had a weird. Never mind. We're not going to go down that path. So, anything else you guys would like to do this evening with your bag and plug? <laughs> no, that's it's quite enough. Okay. Hello there, friends of VGAT. Welcome to the mid-roll. 
This is the place where we would put advertisements if we were the sort of show that had advertisements. But we're not. Isn't that wonderful? Who wants to listen to ads? Nobody, that's who. So instead, we put ads here for ourselves, like this one. Friends, I'd like you to know about our Patreon page. First and foremost, it is obviously the place where we ask you for your patronage to support the show. The show costs us a few bucks to put together, record, and distribute, and all the rest of that stuff, and, well, we appreciate it when folks help us out with that if they want to. We also use Patreon as a way to put additional content up now and again. Why, in fact, just today I had a clip I pulled while editing this episode. It was about eight minutes long of us talking about our Quantum Leap reboot pitch. It didn't quite fit with the show, and, well, eight minutes is pretty long to go on and on, so I chopped it and put it up there. I'm thinking we'll do some recap episodes like we had in the last campaign at some point, too. We'll put those on the Patreon instead of the regular feed this time. Sam produced some pretty awesome videos where he talks about how he creates the music for the show. You know, who knows? We'll see what else happens. We like to throw things there now and again. Anyway, almost none of that content is behind the paywall. It's just another place to put extra nonsense that we come up with. So if you get some time, check it out. I don't really have anything else to contribute this week, so let's just get back into the action. Let's fast forward to the following morning. Let me just make a quick note that it's the following morning. Right, we've just been tearing through days here. Ripping and tearing. Ripping and fucking tearing. So that today is now the 13th of Ico. And you guys are going to head on over to the Smith Manor, I presume? Mm-hmm. You do so. The house servant recognizes you and uh, escorts you in to the same parlor in which you sat the previous day and uh, says, one moment I'll go fetch the lady. A few minutes later, Eliza comes down and she says, oh, it's, it's rather early for guests and looks expectantly at all of you. What would you like to do? We found your bag. She says, oh my! Did you know? Let let me see it. We let her see it. You let her see it. Do you hand it to her? I feel like this was more of a service. No charges were offered beforehand. I mean, we weren't really having it for a fee. Sure. We were from Sylvie, yes, but from her, no. All right. All right. Right. I feel like it jostles a little bit though in the handoff, and like when you jostle something clockwork, it goes <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and she, she, co- <laughs> she opens the bag, uh, feeling the, the, the motion and, and with very quietly goes, oh, it's here. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the whole thing with about, <laughs> she, she just tosses the bag in the trash. No, no, she did. She did want the bag. She did. She did like, want nope. the bag. <laughs> they didn't even want the bag at all. This is a happy <laughs> bonus. And she says. Oh, well, this is most, most unexpected. Please wait right here. And uh, she she scurries off to another room and she comes back a short while later and she says, Did you, did you gentlemen speak to anyone about this bag or its contents? We didn't speak any, what do you mean about it? Did you tell anyone you found it or its contents? 
Nope, we uh, just uh, retrieved it like needed and um, contents. I am deeply grateful for your discretion. This is a chess piece that is very, it's very important to our family for oh. reasons. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, of, of course. I w- and she uh, she sets a a little pouch of gold uh, on the on the table. Uh, there's like a little uh, a little table in front of you guys, a little coffee table in the parlor. And she says, "I do hope this is enough to uh, maintain your discretion. I'm very grateful to all of you. You are wonderful young men. It's do you do you have a, a name of any sorts or or anything of like of like that? Hmm. We haven't really discussed a name." The really amazing backpacking trio. God, I feel like you're just a little bit off on that name. Like maybe there's a name. I, I was trying to connect it with the. Weekend, but I just can't. Do it. Maybe you guys just go by the very good adventuring team. Oh, is that what we go by? Uh, maybe we've we've heard um, about this uh, team called the very good adventuring team where like oh. ages ago ages ago mm-hmm. legends that sounds legends pretty up. good yeah nobody's heard of these guys we should probably call ourselves that oh man legends these people were everybody like has sort of mismatched stories about some individuals that were called the very good adventuring team and when you start saying it out loud peter you it just rolls off the tongue and it just it feels right it just feels natural the very goodest very natural I heard they drowned people in their own tears <laughs> while heard. saving the world while shoving someone's up a giant's ass but that was maybe I just dreamt that I don't know drown people by making them go to sleep hmm. while swimming who does that wow god that sounds like a really cool podcast to listen to, though. Yeah. They yeah, stuffed awesome. a giant up a dragon's asshole. A dragon's asshole. <laughs> Some of the stories have gotten wilder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So she says, the very good adventuring team. Well, that's a lovely name. Probably the best name I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> if we have any further matters that require your level of discretion, we shall seek you out, brave adventurers. Say where does somebody get clockworks made like that? Uh, she says... Uh, oh, by, she, by the way, there is a, I have a friend who does that kind of stuff. In fact, that's what I was going to say. What's that guy's name? <laughs> Your good friend... Uh, Hold on. You're super <clears throat> tight. O- Oliver Smiggles. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she she says, we typically get our work done by the Smiggles group. <laughs> Who's we? Oh, the, the Smith family, the human family that lives here. Oh, the whole family gets them made. Oh. Well, you know, for various... We play a lot of chess. Oh. <laughs> I see. Well, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. She says, well, then, if that, if that will be all, thank you very much for visiting and for retrieving my item. Bag. For, thank you for the bag. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, yes. If you ever need anything, you can always call on the very good adventuring team. I feel like there should have been, like, an awesome... We'll put, we'll... Sam will put that in later. Put that in post. Yeah, probably... So, gentlemen, this quest was originally going to be worth 25 gold. 
Uh, but I think because of the level of discretion you displayed in finding the item, uh, I think that she puts down a purse with 45 gold in it. Ooh. And you are quite pleased to see that. And in addition to that, for meeting so many new people and exploring so many options and, you know, just Sherlock's homesing the shit out of this, uh, I think this quest was worth 250 experience points. Nice. Nice. Feel so experienced. Oh, You're nice. so experienced. Wow. Oh my God, you guys are so experienced. 250, I said? 250 brings you guys to a total of 850. You're just shy of the next level. And there you go. Hey. Do we have more plants to name today? Um... I mean, do you have a list you're going to pull out? Did you? Yeah. Have you been thinking about it? I don't, nope. I don't want to take this away from you if you've been working on it. I, ha I haven't. Okay. But the plot point's mine this time. That's the right. Point. That's right. We should, uh, we should refresh, refresh plot point history here. But it is Sam's turn for the plot points. Keep that in mind. I've actually, I've been thinking I need to get, I need to get like a, a thing, like a physical object so that it doesn't get forgotten. You know, like conch a shell. What's that? A conch shell conch shell that's very appropriate i have the conch it's my turn i'm gonna see if i can find one but i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i can find one like mounted on a trophy thing or something sam has never seen lord of the flies i take by his reaction no yeah I've never that's seen the, lord of the flies that's how the little kids decide whose turn it is to talk you when you're holding the conch you can talk oh. seen or read i should say i did enjoy that oh. book i wasn't so into the movie anywho Let's kill Peggy. You got Asmar. That lasted for a long time because there's a kid in my grade that had a Asmar. Asthma. But they call it Asmar in the in the book and in the movie. Anyway, next week on Classical Fiction with VGAT, uh, you guys will notice that, uh, yes, Sam indeed has the plot point for this week. Uh, you'll also notice that I created a special item under the miscellaneous section for the clockwork butt plug. Forgot about that. Um... Which I was impressed. Uh, I was impressed that I was able to find a picture that worked. That's that looks like a clockwork butt plug. And today is uh, today's Din's Day, the fourteenth of Ico. I feel like it's very you know I'm holding with the world immersion by continuing to use those calendar dates. I hope hope we don't get too sick of that. It's nice. Yeah, you know it makes it, it gives it a fantasy feel when everything else we're doing is not so fantasy feel. And uh, here we are. I've added a couple of items to the job board. You'll notice that protection services is still in the job board. That's the one, if you'll recall, where House Philrith would like an adventuring group to escort a house member to a meeting, a half a day's ride out of town, and 15 gold pieces will be paid upon safe return. New job number one is called Voices in the Woods. This is uh, Fauna Firkentree's would like you to investigate some strange rumors of a talking deer in the woods. She hasn't been to see it herself, but she's heard from several of the other druids in the area that there's a talking deer, which is weird. So she's just kind of curious what's up there. And finally, last but certainly not least, there's a new board or, yeah, there's a new job posted by the Wilder people that uh, they've gotten some reports of some gigantic boars terrorizing travelers on the road west of town. 
20 gold per boar uh, returned to the courtesy gobble. 20, 20 gold ahead, as it were. And, of course, as usual, you guys can choose to do any of the three items that are on the job board, or you can explore the town, um, name more vegetables. I guess we really haven't gotten any, any fruit yet. I mean, we could name some fruit. Um, we could come up with more locations in the town or go exploring. I just came up with a few while I was thinking of them. (laughs) Now that you say. Lay lay it on me, man. All right. How about (laughs) Scrocados? I'm sensing there may be a theme. Uh, I know we already have our Crabicados. (laughs) Scrovocado. Brussels scrotes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. 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 Scrow peas. What? Like snow peas, but scrow. Scroll peas. Scroll nose. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> it's Bacula apples. Bacula. <laughs> For the listener at home, we just spent a significant amount of time talking about Scott Bacula. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the Bacula conversation will make it into the episode. Bacula apples. I'm gonna write it down. I mean, you know, you never know. You never know when that's gonna come back, right? You guys could be. You know, uh, visiting a, a farmhouse of a lonely widow, and she's making bacula apple pies for all the people in town, but secretly she's poisoning them. How you guys feel about starting D&D now? Sure. Yeah, let's give it a shot. I say we go find that talking deer. Let's get that FNA escort mission off the board. Protection? Come on. Let's do the talking deer. All right. Talking deer? You guys do talk jerry out of every mission like literally every time so far jerry's the first one to speak up and he's like what about this one and you guys are like no (laughs) all right let's do the talking deer yeah right we're doing the talking deer well if fauna needs my help then yes i would gladly go help fauna yay is that a stripper you know that is my sister (laughs) (laughs) oh wait i thought fauna was your mom Oh, uh, you're right, you're right. Um, <laughs> Savvy. Savvy's your sister. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So Fawn is the one asking for it? Yeah. My mother is just needing me for things. Can you come over and uh, clean the garage next week? This is weird deer in the forest. Mm-hmm. Back, check that one out. Stupid mom. Not too far off from, uh, like, you know, <clears throat> a real mom in some cases, I guess. It's hard for my mom to ask me for anything because I live a state away, but... All right. You guys are on your way over to uh, the Saka Forest. Do you want to stop by and see your mom first? or? Well, I, we should probably get a little more information about what uh, kind of deer we're finding here. Yeah. And I would elect not to bring Fighty the dog this time because I don't need fighting biking at any uh, talking deer. Can you imagine how, much, how fucking apeshit a, your average dog would go if there was a talking deer? Just ape shit which I also feel like is a phrase that doesn't get used often enough but anyway let me just uh, pull up fauna and trees real quick do you think a deer would mock a dog yeah yeah well it depends I guess I don't know what a deer's personality would be I think like anybody else some of them are assholes it's true <laughs> I like that you just trailed off with that some people are also assholes. <laughs> and then there's other people that are jerks. 
I feel like they'd be jumpy and nervous. Yeah. Hey, hey guys. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not whoa, get too close. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow, slow down. down. Yeah. Slow down. And then they just like, do you hear that? <laughs> and they jump away and they're weird around. <laughs> Bounding. They would make their own sound effects for everything that they do. Certainly one of the weirdest tangents we've we've done tonight anyway. So you go to visit the hut, the Firkin Trees hut. It's uh let's let's see here. What do we what do we got on uh what do we got on weather? What kind of weather do we have? That's not what I thought that word meant. What? Ooh. So when you go to dictionary.com, they have this thing at the top that scrolls that shows like trending words. Mm-hmm. Like one of them was like up five, 5,267%. It was pedology. Not feet? Was that D or T? Uh, D. Study of feet? Pedology. That's what I would guess. That's not what I would guess. I thought for sure I'd be like, you know. Children? Pedo bear? Yeah. Yeah. It's soil. Soil science. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just oh. gonna I'm just gonna close this browser window and uh <laughs> <laughs> Would you call yourself a pedologist? <laughs> yes, I science the ped all the time. Nobody studies ped more than me. <laughs> <sighs> it's a moderate day, by the way. It's a moderate summer day. Light winds coming out of the south southeast, five miles per hour, eight kilometers per hour for our uh everywhere but the United States, friends. Yeah, our, is our world on the metric system? Please let it be on yeah, the metric system. I mean, no, they have their whole oh. own thing. <laughs> it makes less sense. <laughs> Every other unit is base 10, but the rest of them are like, like random. Whatever whatever the king's cucumber size they're eating that day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll take a king's cucumber worth of that. <laughs> It's 10 cucumbers long. Wonderful. Is that a 1994 cucumbers or the 96? It would be pretty amazing because you know that if they had a measurement that was like the king's wang, it would be like, it it would be like six feet. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take a king's wang of cloth. (laughs) The king is proud to just wang. So everything's in fractions of wang. Like, like two wangs. That's, that's a 23rd of a wang. <laughs> that, that's the currency. Every, all the coins are like a, a 23rd of a wang. <laughs> yeah, they don't understand like the, the dividing by tens. So everything's they, it's like random prime numbers. <laughs> prime numbers are good and strong numbers. That's why we use them. Mm-hmm. Prime numbers are holy. They are unique. An eleventh of a wang, please. An eleventh of a wang of ale. Well, that'll cost you <laughs> one thirty-seventh of a shingle. It's hard to come up with them on the fly. Anyway, it's a light wind, but otherwise a very temperate day. It's a it's a clear day. Gentle clouds, about a seventeenth of a wang from the south. And uh, fauna, fauna greets you as you as you come up to the farm or the the, the hut. And oh, he- hello, hello. What what brings you here? Hi again, mom. I uh, I heard we've been he- hearing deer in the woods. Yes, and I'm I'm not crazy. I didn't hear it. It's <laughs> other people. They may be crazy, but I don't think so. Who's hearing these deer? 
Oh, druids. Damn them druids. What a crazy bunch. Yes. Druids are usually little bananas. A little plantain. A little plantain. What makes them crazy? Oh, drugs generally. Oh. A lot of mushrooms in the forest and other herbs. I suppose. We all like to get a little stone. Oh, I 100% do drugs behind your back. Behind our back or behind your mom's back? You guys is. Oh, you're... You're like, probably just hearing about how druids, like all druids, do drugs. Like, are you are you embarrassed? I would be, probably. You would be. You don't want to be the druid stereotype always getting 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 druid stoned. Right. The druid stereotype? All right, these <laughs> parts. There's that druid again always uh, doing on their drugs. <laughs> 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 Doing all all those drugs. Uh, do you know? You know what that perfectly reminds me of was when I was when I was a teenager. I went over to my buddy Nick's house, and his mom was like yelling at him because he was always fucking up, whatever. And <laughs> he was he did something particularly stupid or was just not responding quick enough who the fuck knows we were teenagers and she said you're smoking those marijuana cigarettes again aren't you <laughs> that's what that moment just felt like marijuana cigarettes doing all those drugs anyway uh, i'm <clears throat> sorry that was probably only that funny to me so what's this uh dear been saying well, that's a, a bit of the problem, is no one can get any sensible words out of this deer. He just seems to be wandering the forest and making noises and it making not deer sounds. And, that's, and you weren't high while you're... Oh, I, did, I didn't. I haven't seen the talking deer yet. Okay. I wouldn't mind meeting a talking deer, though. That sounds pretty groovy. <laughs> what would you hope to learn from a talking deer? Oh, just deer stuff, you know? I mean, I'm sure they have Deer all... facts. Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's all the deer does. <laughs> Did you know that deer can eat 13 pounds of grass? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the worst thing in the world. There's finally a talking animal. There's finally a talking deer. And you're like, whoa, deer, what's what's going on? Did you know the deer has four legs? <laughs> a male deer is referred to as a buck. <laughs> we can have antlers up to two meters wide. <laughs> so you're like just very shortly after meeting the talking deer, you're just like, all right, then. Okay. Cool, man. I'll see you Eight. around. This is not as cool as I thought I was going to be. <laughs> Deer have moderate night vision. Yeah, I'll see you around, man. I said that. Unsubscribe. <laughs> You'd never be able to get away either because deer are fast as fuck. Hey, hey, did you know deers are fast as fuck too? <laughs> did you know that a deer could outpace a human easily for miles? <laughs> we are prized for our meat and fur. <laughs> Oh man, uh, just a fucking walking DNR pamphlet. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> what, what, uh, what, uh, what other questions do you have? So we, <laughs> uh, yeah. what should we do if we find this deer? 
Oh, chat him up a bit. I don't know. Invite him over. Yeah. So these, this is deer, it a him? We think it's a buck. This deer is speaking common then? He's, well, as I said, that no one seems to be able to understand him, but that it, there seems to be some words coming out, but no one's been able to make any sense of it yet. No one's gotten very close. They're, they're somewhat skittish. Right, right. Is there, just, is there just one of these deer that seems to talk? Well, it's very possible there's more. Mm. Mm. That is exciting. Uh, if, I don't know if you knew this or not, but deer is both the singular and the plural. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he would tell us that too. <laughs> so where are, the, uh, where are this talking deer at, Mother? Uh, she gives you sort of like general uh, uh, directions. It's to the southeast of here. And it's like, she kind of says, you know, it's like, well, it's by this guy's property, which isn't really property because they're druids, but you know, like one dude's territory and another dude's territory and some lady's territory. So you kind of get like a general sense of like, oh, it's, you know, by the waterfall and there's the old tree and Okay. It's like when country folk give you directions and they're like, you take the gravel road until you see the yellow dog sitting by the tree that got hit by lightning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not the one from 84, the one from 92. You know Fred's old yard. Fred's, yeah, it's always somebody's old yard. Well, yes, that's all we need to know. Let's go find a talking deer, I guess. That is exactly... I assume we don't need to be... These deer, these deer don't appear to be dangerous. Or anything like that? I mean, deer actually, real deer hoof people to death like a couple times a year, but the, the, there's, there's no reports of talking deer hoofing people to death so far. <laughs> That's because everyone's daddies by them. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> no one lives to tell the tale of talking deer. <laughs> Murderous no talking deer. Sweet. Is there anything else that you guys uh, wanted to do before heading out? Anything else that would aid you in your quest or... Uh... How's our health? Do we need to rest or anything? You've had time to rest since your last activities. You guys should be at full health, etc. Let's go deer hunting. Deer. Deer. Deer conversating. Go hunting for deer conversation. Uh, deer. Do we, do we need to get anything to lure a deer? Do we need to rub ourselves in deer piss or anything like that? Actually, when we get close to, I was thinking about turning into a deer. Whoa. And then piss on us? <laughs> 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 do, you, do you present this idea? The only reason to turn into a deer in this situation or any. Alright guys, I have a solution to this. I'm not sure if you're gonna like it. Are we sure this deer is not a druid? Campaign 2, Episode 10, Like Clockwork, was released on February 23rd, 2020. Join us again next week as we search for Talking Deer on... Vegan! 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 Vegan!
good adventuring team. There was not one firefight by you tonight. Are you feeling okay over there? Yeah, what's wrong? <laughs> I, I get worried. You should go to the doctor for not farting. <laughs> Talk. I just haven't been farting. I just haven't been fighting. 